Today's guest on Dreaming Differently works in Prince William County, similarly to Miss Wiseman from my first episode. However, Miss Fielding is a little different. Miss Fielding works towards creating accessibility for all students with disabilities as a technology instructional coach. Whether that be blindness, in need of certain tools to learn as we all can, or maybe hearing deficits where technology needs to be put in place. One great thing that I enjoy about these interviews is the different people I interview each week. So sit back, relax, because this episode is going to be a great one. today good how are you i'm good um so i'm gonna start by asking you um a few questions um if that's okay yeah go ahead okay um so to start off do you think you could tell us a little bit about what accessibility is yeah so accessibility can mean a lot of different types of things so accessibility in general is just removing barriers uh, to, it could be web content or a physical space, but just removing barriers for people. Okay. Um, what's inspired you to go into this line of work? Yeah, so I love accessibility because I myself am a disabled person. Oh, I was I born with, that. what? I didn't know that. I am, yeah. So I'm not a wheelchair user. I'm not, I don't, I'm not blind or, or deaf or, you know, kind of the common disabled things people might think. Um, I was born with cystic fibrosis, a lung disease. Mm -hmm. uh, so I have an invisible disability. Um, and I've been very lucky to the past year have um, gotten kind of a miracle drug that has changed my life. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, so I come from accessibility of wanting to provide accessible um, classroom experiences for students because um, while I don't have a problem accessing text or video, I've had access issues in general during my life. So preventing those is important to me. That is so cool. I didn't know that. <laughs> um, so kind of tagging along, stemming off of what you were talking about, about accessibility and like the different tools that you were talking about um, with those of us who want to ensure um, that we're making items accessible to all. Are there any tips, tricks, applications, et cetera, that we can use to make these things accessible? Yeah, definitely. There are definitely some basic things that you can always remember. So one of them would be whenever you make a video, um, you would have captions and making sure the captions are accurate. Uh, whenever you have a podcast, you would make a transcript. So if someone can't listen to the podcast, they could um, they could read it. Mm -hmm. um, the same uh, for images. If you ever use an image, you always want to provide alt text. So within Word or many programs, you can right click on the image and you'll see something that will say alt text and you can uh, describe the image. So you want to describe the, the context and function of that image while you're providing it. You can also make sure to always provide alt text for images on social media. So in Instagram and Twitter, you can also provide alt text so that those people who can't see it can still experience the, the purpose of the image. Okay. I did hear that today is world, is it global or world accessibility day, which I think yeah, is, it is global accessibility day. Mm hmm. So I feel like I couldn't have had any better timing recording this today. Today's Thursday. I guess this won't be out until Tuesday, but that's super exciting. Um, so my next question is, how do you think we can further the inclusion of those with disabilities in the scholastic setting? Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Well, definitely by making sure all the materials that you share with students are accessible, like keeping those uh, digital accessibility things in mind, but also providing those students multiple ways to express themselves and share their knowledge and not just putting people into um, you know, a one size fits all test or one size fits all, you have to make this or make that. Giving students choices in how they wanna share their knowledge is a, definitely a way to, to break down the barriers um, into their learning. Okay, um, my next question is, how has this year impacted um, accessibility as far as like with COVID-19? And I mean, you're not necessarily, we're not face-to-face, -face, so it's much more difficult. So how has that impacted your line of work and accessibility in general? Well, actually, it has been better for me um, because this year, like all um, teachers and students, you know, had computers. Uh, so all students had physical access to digital resources. You know, previously, not every student had, you know, a computer at home or Wi-Fi, but we've provided that um, from the school now. So all students have access to that, which is one type of access that we can talk about, like mm -hmm. digital access. Um, but um, so in that way, it's been good. But in the other way, now everything is digital and not all um, educators are aware of the um, steps that they need to take mm -hmm. to make sure that their content is accessible. So that's definitely where I've been focusing my time is on educating people, those things that they can do to make sure that their content is accessible, not just to students, but also to those students' caregivers. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes I'll have, um, you know, a teacher say, oh, but I don't have a student that is deaf or I don't have a student that is hard of hearing. Well, right. that doesn't matter. Um, someone, you may have a user, and by say a user, someone experiencing your content that you've created, that digital content, that you don't know their disability. So you just have to create with everyone in mind and ultimately it benefits everyone. So for instance, captions. I don't have a hearing loss or a hearing need, mm -hmm. except when <laughs> I'm doing my breathing treatments for my lung disease. Mm -hmm. So when I use a nebulizer or I'm doing this uh, vest um, that shakes me up, I can't hear anything. So I have to use captions. So if I was a student in class and maybe an assignment was a video, I would definitely need those captions um, at the time that I'm you know, trying to multitask, do my treatments and do my homework. So mm -hmm. you just never know when an accommodation or a accessibility um, is going to be helpful to someone. Right. Okay. I noticed that not as um, from the perspective of somebody with a disability, but also in the classroom that it's become more difficult this year because um, being able to access those things, it's become more difficult. So I can only imagine that it could be even more difficult if you have a hearing disability or a vision disability. It could be very difficult. Um, so can you tell me about your personal experience and how that's um, experiences with your disability and how that's um, how your access has been limited? Yeah, of course. So until a year ago, my lung function, um, so how much I could breathe was in the 40 percent. So that means like you think you fill up your lungs. Mine only filled up like 40 percent of what most people's my size would. So mm -hmm. think about, you know, the limits to energy I would have. And yeah. um, so I go to a lot of educational conferences and I present. Well, it, it's very difficult when you only have 40% lung capacity to have the energy 
to move about a conference um, conference center for mm-hmm. two or three days at a time. Like, so for me, having everything be virtual this past year, all these virtual conferences has been amazing because I have access um, to, you know, a comfortable chair. I don't have to walk around. Um, and also part of CF is a digestive disease. Yeah. So I have like ready access to my restroom, which is just like a biological need people mm-hmm. have. And when you're at a conference, that's not always super easy to Ideal, get to. Right. Um, <laughs> Yeah. What technology specifically with that has helped the most for you? For me, I guess just everything being online and virtual this year has been beneficial. So being able to just hop into a Zoom and learn and share with other people versus Mm -hmm. having to travel and, um, you know, get a hotel. Like I can, I can say, for instance, um, two years ago, I was going to a conference and I had to share a hotel room with a colleague. But when I got there, she arrived sick. And so like she had a, a cold or a flu or something. Oh, I can understand my, how like, be difficult. Yeah, because of my very like sensitive lungs, I can't share a space with that person. Mm-hmm. So we had to like get separate rooms and it was just a thing. Um, <laughs> and yeah. so like being able to just be at home, I don't have to like worry or be concerned about getting an infection um, from like a conference situation. Yeah, that's definitely understandable. And I can understand that from the perspective of you. And I'm glad that it's worked out this year for you. Yeah, but it is also, I know, hard for others. So I definitely hope as we like move forward that there'll be hybrid situations. So things that work well for people that prefer the virtual and um, things that work well for people that want the in-person. Um, hopefully we're moving to to, you know, virtual hybrid situations for all types of events, not just school or conferences, but concerts or, um, you know, other types of activities um, can be um, shared in multiple ways. Thank you. Yeah, that was actually my next question I was going to ask. So I'm glad you answered that for me. Um, Thank you so much for joining me for this interview. So this will be my first episode that I will release directly to Spotify. I've been recently, Spotify recently took my podcast. I'm not sure if you are aware of that. So I'm so very excited about that and glad that you could join me for this interview. This would be the first person that I've interviewed with their own disability. So I'm so super excited and so thankful that you could join me. Thank you so much and have a great day. Yeah, thank you.